PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Hey, Crespo Diso listeners and Florida residents, time to go to StreamlineFlorida.com and see about getting a new home equity loan or refinancing your current loan. Guys, loan interest rates are at historically low levels. Take advantage today. Go to StreamlineFlorida.com to get the process started online or call them at 407-898-4477. You can even email the president, Brian Zymel himself, B-Zymel, B-Z-I-M-E-L at StreamlineFlorida.com and ask them about how they can help you get better rates, lower payments, pay off your loan quicker. What do you want to do? Streamline Florida can help you do it. They are A-plus rated at the Better Business Bureau. They are highly recommended by many people. They have so many great testimonials out there. Peter Von Saborski at Scotch Good Conversation and Dee Dee Von Saborski from Dinner and Good Conversation both used their services. Both super happy with Streamline Mortgage Solutions. Find out what they can do for you. Contact them today. Let them know Cinema Crespediso sent you. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Episode 414 of Cinema Crespity. So, I'm your host, Chris Crespo. Last night, I had some spicy jalapeno vodka. And it was good. Drew's a Cogburn, how you doing? That was my uh, cocktail Sp- review of the week. Spicy jalapeno vodka. Spicy jalapenos. That sounds gross. No, it, 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 I mean, you don't like jalapeno? I mean, I do, but I don't, want to, I don't think I want to drink it. I don't think I want to drink jalapeno. Doesn't that sound? It's just a, it's just a flavor, buddy. What are you talking about? I, I feel like you should open your mind more, culinary wise. If you're gonna live your whole life this closed mind, Chris, I sound like. Guys, <clears throat> got a lot to talk about this week. We already had a, a crazy full news week uh, of stuff going on that we were going to talk about and then the Disney Investors Day thing happened on Friday mm-hmm. where this is actually because you know how there's no like conventions yeah right because of like right. pandemic and shit uh-huh. so they had no place to yeah announce everything mm-hmm. so they invented a day a so they could be like alright now here's our this is what we would have been announcing I guess throughout the year when it says it's just on one day so it seems insane the amount of stuff like 10 Star Wars shows, 10 Marvel shows, plus movies, plus stuff that's not even Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. Getting lost in the shuffle is the, uh, which one was it? The, uh, Everything. <laughs> no, not just the Sister Act 3 was announced, but also, oh, Turner and Hooch reboot. Yeah. Seriously. Why? 
Because they have it. Because, I mean, because they own it. Let's just do a sequel and get Tom Hanks back in an old-ass dog. Turner and Hooches. And we'll just do uh, Call of the Wild Tom Hanks. Why not just do a sequel? Why reboot it? Why not just do a sequel? Tom Hanks is awesome. Tom Hanks is too expensive. They make CG dogs <laughs> now, so... Yeah, that's the thing. Is there going to be a CG dog? I feel like... Oh, God. Oh, yes. Yes, I it mean, is. I understand the reason for going away from animal actors, the exploitation of animals. I get it. But some of those dogs have better lives than most people. Yeah, definitely yeah. better. I mean, some so, of those dogs make more money on a monthly they, basis yeah, than make, I do. They make more money than people. They, <laughs> they're treated better. They get, have better dietary plans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they have people Better on, medical care. They have people on set make sure, is that dog okay? Is it stressed? <laughs> I don't have someone around following me around and be like, is this someone... Chris, Chris, nobody cares if you're stressed. That's the thing. So where do I sign up to be a movie dog? That's what I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to be the next I Benji. Mean, I'm trying to be the next Benji. You're going to have to get some sort of, like, uh, canine replacement surgery or something? So I got to be... You have to, you I have to, to be trans canine. Yeah, you have to first identify as a as a dog, man, and, that, then, and, and then be on the way to that means turning like, into one. It's like, oh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know if I can start eating my food on the floor <laughs> in a bowl on the floor. That sounds that sounds hard. Now that I think about it, get you a leash to fully dedicate myself to such a oof, no, not happening. Yeah, well, I, don't, I mean, I don't you're, truly you're, believe you're, in this. You're right halfway there, it. Chris. Woof. You're right. Woof. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I can do it. <laughs> This is going to be rough. Oh, I see what's happening. Hey. Dog puns. Dog bite. Dog puns. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Good old mm-hmm. John Morgan. Is he around? I haven't been. I feel like I don't watch cable TV anymore. I yeah. don't see their faces exact, anymore. Correct. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm relegated to billboard advertisements. Yep. He does have a new billboard. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he's like Super Santa or something. John Morgan, Super Santa. Like some sort of Santa superhero. Come down my car. History uh, Museum. I already blew it. He has a car museum. I'm sure he does. In like DC. Yeah. So, so rich. So, uh, so, so rich. I'm sure just a place for him to store his old cars that he's not driving. Yeah. And to park, <laughs> and to park some money. Yeah. yeah. Right. God, I wish. Uh, this episode brought to you by Morgan and Morgan. I wish. Me too. <laughs> wishes. If wishes. Wish in one hand. And what are you supposed to do in the other one? Uh, dick in the other, right? Wish in one hand, dick in the other. Wish in one hand, dick in the other, see which grows first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. We have so much to talk about that we had to spend the first two or three minutes just dicking around on the show because that's what we do. We have to ease into it, guys. Uh, also, I just chugged the iced coffee. so a little jacked up. I feel, I feel like it's starting to just hit me just now. Okay, here we go. Movie-wise, we saw a couple of movies, and they're different movies. Mm-hmm. The newest one is Let Them All Talk just came out on Thursday night. It's a Steven Soderbergh, Soderbergh, HBO Max original. Mm-hmm. So it's only on uh, henceforth, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. Can you rent it elsewhere? I'm sure. Maybe it probably is. Probably the red box. Yeah, you can probably rent it, right, for three bucks, four bucks on like Apple or something. But if you get HBO, then it's ready, boom, on your service. Mm-hmm. So Meryl Streep plays a writer who is like... Uh, She's a very popular, very pretentious writer, that type of writer, very arty one, who has to go to the UK to accept an award. It's a very prestigious award, but she won't fly, so she gets booked. Her her agent convinces her to take a uh, ocean liner crossing, the Queen Mary 2, uh, over to the UK. So it's just like a four or five day uh uh, crossing. Don't say cruise. It's not a cruise, Drew. Okay. Because they ain't just cruising. They're crossing. They 
making a transatlantic crossing. And it really is just... Uh, and then he, she takes... She's like, well, can I bring some friends with me? So she brings two old friends that she hasn't seen in years. Her nephew to be her, like, helper, handler. And that's what this guy's name. Josh... Josh Lucas, the um, he's popping up and everything now. He was in the, uh, the, the, the he, he's all the, the white guy, the boring white guy who's in everything now, and he's always good. You're like, damn it, this guy is good. There's think, a, there's a lot of them, Chris. <laughs> I think, I think it's Josh Lucas. Can you Google his name real quick to see his face? Uh, what movie did we just see too that he was like the dude's girlfriend, and he had to go back to his dad, and his dad was dying, and he had to take care of him. This is Josh Lucas. Yeah, that's why I see those boring white names. <laughs> Lucas something. <laughs> Lucas Hedges? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. No, the, Josh, hey, him Lucas, I know. Josh Lucas Hedges. <laughs> Dermot, Dermot, Dermot Mulrooney. Dermot, all these Dylan names. Dylan McDermott Mulrooney. They're all, God <laughs> damn you white people. Get some more distinctive names. Lucas Hedges. He's a nephew. Uh... And, and it's um, uh, Candace Bergen, uh, formerly Murphy Brown, and Diane Weist, who's uh, fantastic and everything. She, they're the friends. Oh, and then on the uh, ship, uh, it turns out there's another writer on there, some like fake writer, but he's like a Dean Koontz, John Grisham, Stephen King type. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, we love him. Yeah, we. James he, Patterson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he cranks out books. Everyone reads them multiple times. They all get optioned into movies and shit. And she's like, who is he? What's going on? Yeah. Like, she's completely oblivious to his popularity. Uh, it's a fine movie. It's 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 Soderbergh, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to be. So it's written well. It, uh, lots, well. Lots of talkie talkie, walkie talkies. A lot of walkie talkies. And it's written well. I don't know if it's written well. It's written okay. He didn't write it. Someone else wrote okay. it. But he uh, also feels very improv because they did just. A cruise. Book, yeah, they just booked themselves on this <laughs> fucking ship and then they went off and then he had his tiny cameras and filmed them from uh, morning to sundown on, e- on each day. They just They just did it. You can kind of feel that. Okay. It feels a little like let's let's throw let's this. Let's do thing. this. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do this quick and throw it together. Uh, mm. Going on cruises like Royal Caribbean ones, which are obviously way. It's, yeah. This one is a much higher. Like the uh, the suite this lady gets is a fucking. It's two levels with the spiral staircase. It's a, it's on this it's a fancy shit. It's some crazy shit. But going around to the other places like in the dining hall and the the ballroom for the shows and stuff, it feels like. The fucking same ships that I've been on, mm-hmm. so just maybe a little bigger, or maybe maybe you just didn't see the presidential suite. I definitely didn't. Know. I don't even know what goddamn deck that's on. That's the mystery button they don't let you see <laughs> on the elevator. You can't even get close to that. Nope. Um, I definitely know. I'm down, 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 down. Just two levels above the the help. The movie's good. It's like okay to good. That, I want to put it on the fine scale. I say it's okay to good. It's because okay. it's well made. It's watchable. Uh, everyone's acting well. It just kind of meanders a bit and uh, takes a little twist at the end. It's like, oh, okay, it's interesting, and it goes for a few more, mi- a little longer than you would expect it to, and that's fine. I thought it was fine. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's good? Okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's on the okay scale. Okay. One A and the okay scale. Gotcha. Are we inventing a new scale? <laughs> No, because that's too... The refinery is too much. It's okay. It's an okay movie. It's Soderbergh. I recommend... Just if you're like... It's almost like if you haven't seen... If you're already watching his movies, there's no reason not to watch this one. Okay. 
he kind of has hit a groove again. He he retired for like two years where he didn't retire and just made TV stuff. And then he's back. Now he's back. But now he's like back in the same groove that he was before that he was avoiding. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, the other movie I saw is uh, Sputnik. Okay. It's on Hulu. Russian creature feature set in 1983. Two cosmonauts up in, uh, out in orbit on their return back into something happens on the way back in. They see something. Something happens. You don't see it. One of them dies and the other one's infected. The hook is that. So the, the Russian government, the Soviets, they have this guy, this cosmonaut, under quarantine. He has a parasite in him that when he goes to bed at night, it comes out of him. It comes out of his mouth. And it's big. It's like this table. It's okay. A, it, it's a big fucking thing. And uh, it's a symbiotic relationship because uh, it's somehow, it's obviously living in him and then comes out at night to feed or whatever. And while it's in him, it keeps him restored, like alive, because he should have died from his re-entry yeah. injuries, and he has like miraculously recovered. But if it's out of him for too long, then he starts dying. So it's, they're dependent yeah. on each other. So then the whole the main character is this girl that gets brought in to um, ostensibly to figure out how they can separate the two so they could uh, keep him safe and like and study the thing and study the thing. And then obviously it's like, Oh, it's the government. So there's even more nefarious things going on and lies and deception, et cetera, et cetera. It's now this is fine. Okay. This one's for sure on the fine scale. How many eyes? One eye. Okay. It's fine. Strong, solid, fine. Because, uh, the creature is kind of an interesting design. It's pretty cool looking. The concepts, you know, all right. Like it's a good premise. There's something about the uh, aesthetic of it that makes the whole thing kind of like dull. Mm-hmm. It, like literally, just like uh, like you, you know, like everything just has a layer of dust on it. Everything's just dull. Uh, like it's because it's Soviet. It's gray. It's a uh, lack of everything of colors mm-hmm. and and emotion mm-hmm. and it's just so very Russian, very Russian. It's very Russian. And Duh. then and then the we and then the emotional hook of it for the character centers on like, um, she's talking to him about how he, his son has been abandoned to the to the system is an orphanage. He wants to go get his son back and uh, and she's like. Everyone thinks you're a hero to the state, but you're not a hero. And it's all about, like, are you a hero to the state and all that? So I feel like there's this whole Soviet thing that, like, we're not really getting because it's their propagandism from our propaganda. Mm-hmm. We get it a different way. No. So maybe they're making some sort of statement that I'm just, not, I'm just not hooking on to because yeah. of cultural differences. Mm-hmm. It's a fine movie. Okay. It's on Hulu. If you're into monster movies, if you're into... The, Checking out genre films from other countries, you know, because uh, Russians do have a great history of yeah. making movies. Mm-hmm. They do. So you watch two movies. Yes. What you watch? I watched Bombshell. And what was that? That's on the, Hulu. Uh, on, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. All right. Plus one Prime. Okay. There you go. It's on both. All right. There you go. It's fine. I'll give it like <laughs> two eyes. It was. Right. I mean, it was. Everybody did well. Uh, John Lithgow was great in the fat old suit. Um, but uh, I, I was mean, a fat suit, right? Let's go, just didn't let himself yeah. go, did he? Uh, other than that, it was bad. just kind of uh, it's kind of like Me Too the movie, you know? Like I've I've lived through it, I watched it on the news. I know the real story. It's weird how it was just like at the same time. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like no time passed almost in between what actually happened in real life and the movie coming out. It's it like so, so. Do we need the dramatization of? Do we need that really? It's strange. I don't think, we do. I don't think so. 
Because I remember that movie came and sort of went. went. Who? Someone did get nominated. A couple people did. I mean, awards or whatever. But still, I think Margot Robbie and maybe Nicole Kidman both got nominated. I think. I mean, for I think. doing mediocre work in a mediocre movie. Yeah, it's like, who you know who did... Was this a Jay Roach movie, I, I believe, who I did Trumbo? Did you see that yes, one? Yes, I did. There's a similar one where it's like... Mm, nah. Like everyone's, nope. like everyone's giving it the old college try. Yeah, it's just not, like. it's just not really worth your time. There are way better movies out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That, it's a bit of a, a bummer considering the people involved. Yeah. But yeah, bombshell. Hulu gets them. <laughs> and on Disney Plus, I watched Mulan. Yes, I I almost watched this one. I, I'm trying to fit this one in if I can, for my hundo. Yeah. Uh, two hours, is it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's a decent runtime. I never watched the original animated one, so okay. I have nothing to compare it to. Okay. Uh, it was... Uh, a a B-minus Disney Wushu. Interesting. I mean, it's it, it, it hits all the Disney points yeah. of, you know, family Disney movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no singing, thank God. <laughs> and but and, the bane of Drew's existence, and you know the the the, the wushu wire work mm-hmm. action. I mean, it was the, the, at some points in time, I was just like, okay, so here's thirty seconds of hero with a chick, and then back to a movie because like she's like, jumping off horses and yeah. doing yeah, yeah, yeah. backflips and crazy fucking shit. So there's a lot of that, a lot of that action uh, stuff? More. For the war stuff and whatnot? Yeah, there, there is a decent amount of that because, you know, that it's kind of like the highlight of the... It, you're either watching it for the action yeah. or for the family story. Those are your two options. So... And of the two, which was the weakest one? The story? Uh, probably the family story. The story part. Which is fine. Uh, I mean... She, Mulan still had her character arc. Everybody else that they introduced kind of faltered all like their stories and how they progressed and yeah. went with hers. Like it was just so formulaic. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Yen in this? Yes, he is. He has a couple. He 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 has a one or two really good fight scenes. Yeah. And then he does some. Uh, you know some of the fucking stupid posing with the circle cam work that you always see in these goddamn <laughs> <All right>. martial <laughs> arts movies. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking I do, about. Hundred <laughs> percent. You got it. I feel like if you don't if you don't have that stuff, I'm like why are you even why are you even making the martial yeah, arts movies? Okay. It's like that's that's the point. That's why we're here for the dumb camera moves. Yes. Um. So, so that's more of uh, so you just call it a B minus Disney wushu. Is yeah. that is that better than fine? Is that okay? Have, have we has the dart hit okay on the, on the critical uh, dart board? I'm just gonna go with fine. One I find it's fine. One I find. Uh, Bombshell two I finds not don't really bother watching. No. Mulan one I find. Yeah, it's like watch it Might if well. you're. I mean it's it's on Disney Plus. If that's what you're looking for, you're not paying for it. If it's if you already got the D plus, uh, it's sitting there. It I mean it's no longer thirty dollars extra as a live action Disney movie it's probably one of the better ones because you got let me see you got that Dumbo Beauty and the Beast Cinderella Aladdin and is that all of them I mean Lion like, King quote unquote Lion King quote unquote Lion King yeah. uh, you, I, I haven't obviously haven't seen you haven't seen Beauty and the Beast no. or Cinderella no. just not interested in musicals or oh Maleficent is that though that's more of a spin offy even though it's live action right and there's two of them. Never saw a second. Yeah, I guess I could see it easily being the best of I mean, those. it's better than Aladdin. Way better than Aladdin. 
And I would have said, like, Aladdin may be the best of all of them, having not seen Cinderella mm-hmm. or Beauty and the Beast. But come on, guys. Exactly. Our, our boy, Dan Stevens, he's the beast. No, he is. Yeah, still, mm-hmm. still not compelling nope. enough for me. That's one no, thank you. Like, why, guys? Come on, just watch the animated one. The animated one was nominated for, uh, I think it was the last animated film to be nominated for Best Picture prior to the them making the uh, animated award. It was good. Yeah. Also had that, um, there's something about the ballroom and the way that was animated. Yeah, I think it was the first, like, quote unquote, like, 3D animation. Of, because right? Because I remember when that ballroom started spinning around, like you could tell that it was a different style of animation than them dancing in the center yeah. of the room. Yeah, right. So, so whatever the, they were doing, it was, it was a new thing. technique. It was something different. It was yeah. smoother and more detailed. And then the what is what's the stampede in Lion King? The gazelle, whatever those mm, animals I are. I think they're wildebeest. Wildebeest. That's like the first ever. CG animated something too. There's something those movies both did differently that they claim like first ever of, which is oh shit. And then again, now let's just do a live action versions. Like why? We're not breaking any new ground with these things. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? You know, I thought about it. I was like, why does Disney do these live action remakes now? And I thought about it, and they've been doing it for a while. I just Mm -hmm. didn't. It just didn't click in my head that they were doing it. Well, remaking their own stuff live action. Yeah. I mean, it started with 101 Dalmatians. They did the live action version of that in the fucking 90s. Yeah, it was going close. That's very true. Mid-90s. Yeah, that's a long time ago. So they've they've been doing it. We just didn't realize or maybe maybe, maybe we just didn't care. Mm, That's true, too. Just in a position where not to look for it. I don't care. Now it just feels more maybe because they're doing a more... Frequently, yeah, you're right. I forgot about 101 Dalmatians. Mm. Damn. Then they got a oh, Pinocchio. Yeah. I can't even tell. Is that supposed to be animated? Though? I don't know. I can't tell. I have no idea. And there's like another. There's a Game of the Toro Pinocchio. I think that's Netflix. I don't know what's going on. I can't. I can't follow copyright law with these anymore. Some TV stuff. Uh, so you caught up uh, on His Dark Materials? Yes, I did. And. We got the subtle knife. We find it's here. Oh, oh shit! The subtle knife is here, Chris. How subtle is it? Though? It's not all that subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Big old serrated Rambo knife. No, I mean it, it's it, it, it's just like you call it the subtle knife, and it kind of looks like a subtle knife until you realize what it does, and it is not subtle. Oh, there, and there's nothing subtle. There about is it. nothing subtle about that knife. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think we're on you're on episode three or four, four so far. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, it's probably 10 or 12 of this one. More than likely. Uh, is it reaffirming any of your atheistic beliefs? I mean, they're the already that, there, so... Isn't that the point? I think that it's supposed to be like... It's supposed to be like atheist Narnia. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Because it's basically the atheist versus the, the ministry. And the, the ministry is just a militant Catholic church, so... There we go. We're getting a lot of this uh, now atheist versus theist, uh, like, heads in our culture. You know, it's like I mean, get, this, raised by wolves. Get used to it, dude. I, it, it, it is. I just feel like it's the continued. It is the continued struggle of the death of the many gods. The many we, gods? We, we, we went from many gods, and then they all died, yeah. and then we got one god, yeah. and he's dead, so now we got no gods. If there's no gods, then who's going who's gonna to battle? 
It's already been done, Chris. It's a, it's over. It already happened. <laughs> it's all done. <laughs> Ragnarok already came to pass. Fair. H- humans survive Ragnarok. If you don't know that, actually. Uh, well, Ragnarok. Uh, it's only the gods that die. Hum- humanity survives. The gods that died. Yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll be talking more about uh about the death of gods actually. Uh, related to Ragnarok and whatnot in the second half of the show. Thanks for thanks for the mm-hmm. tease, Jusakai. We're teasing uh, God death. Mm-hmm. The God death. Yes, is important. Uh, it's being reflected in our. Me- I was just going to point out that how it's again liberal Hollywood <laughs> trying to, trying to uh, attack our Christian values, our American Christian values that we were founded on in this country. See, the thing is, though, mostly it's not necessarily the Christian values. It's more the, uh, I mean, just like. The religious organizations yeah. that are yeah. yeah that come up around those and, and uh, that's mostly Catholicism, not Christianity. So, hey, Catholic present, Catholic uh, another Catholic uh, Catholic justice, Roman justice, Roman justice. Oh boy, Roman Catholic. Roman, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So his his dark materials yep. going going well. Going good. Bueno. Building up good. All right. Um, so you did not see the latest men do. No, I'm going to watch that tonight. Uh, only, it's the penultimate episode. There's only one more left. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because that was episode seven of the eight episode season. GDMF. Uh, called The Believer, and it was pretty good. Pretty damn good. I'm going to watch it tonight, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, I was really, really into it. Uh, uh, heads up for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. It's a rare Baby Yoda free episode. Mm-hmm. Gorg- well, Gorgon? Grogu. Grogu. It's a rare Grogu. 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 Oh, boy. <laughs> he's not in it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he got taken away last <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, he got so. taken away, so he's not in it. Uh, but it's, a, it's really good. We got, some, we got some Space Bostons back. Cool. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Black Narcissus on FX. Three episodes. It's a BBC production that they did. And so there's three eps an hour, about an hour each, just under an hour. And I've watched two of the three so far on Hulu, FX on Hulu. And Hulu on FX? FX on Hulu. And it's good, you know, but like having just watched the movie so recently for the first time, it is interesting to see how it. So it's technically, I guess, like an hour longer from going from a two hour movie to a three hour TV thing. And uh, they're not really doing much more. Then it's already there. They're just kind of lengthening out everything. Yeah, things just get a little more time to breathe. They did add something that's not in the movie that I was trying to find out if it's in the book. And there's no, like, I couldn't find a clear plot synopsis of the book online. Uh, but this thing about how, because it's about nuns who take who are trying to establish a convent in a in an abandoned Indian pleasure palace in the Himalayas. And they added this whole subplot about how when it was a pleasure palace, a young princess that was there uh, killed herself, jumps off the cliff where they have the the bell. And now that the nuns are there, the, the one nun that's like emotionally unstable, she's like having visions of this princess and following her around sometimes mm-hmm. and shit. So it becomes almost like a ghost story, a Victorian yeah. or uh, like a romantic gothic, gothic, maybe we're looking for a ghost story. And it's like, okay, and then it's fine. It looks good. 
but like the whole point of the again, it's it's like the what's the point of the all those remakes of the Disney remakes of remaking these things yeah. that are so good and then you do a live action like why? The original is like doing all the stuff with Technicolor and matte paintings and was really pushing it forward. And this one just feels like a BBC production of Black Narcissus. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like from the makers of Broadchurch comes Black Narcissus. Well, I mean, BBC has been killing it lately. Though. I mean, they're good. They're, they're, BBC's good. They're just doing it while they're hot, getting, mm-hmm. cranking out whatever they can. I'm sure they'll throw out some more Agatha Christie bullshit and a couple more Sherlock's before the time's up. Yeah, before uh, before the world comes to an end, they'll squeeze out a few more. They'll probably all be good. Uh, it's good. It's good. I'm liking it, but it's like you could also probably just watch the movie and be done with it. You don't have uh, <clears throat> the Alessandro Nivola, I think his name is the guy who plays a swarthy Mr. Dean, the Englishman who like is a source of sexual tension amongst the ladies. Plays it much less sexy than the movie. I think the movie's from '47. Uh, you'd think they'd ramp that up, but this movie is actually less sexy. Interesting. The, oh, the show is today. It's less sexy and less erotic than the original one from the 40s. Like, the dude in the 40s, short shorts, uh, open shirt. He's, like, constantly sweaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this dude, he's always, like, uh, buttoned up and everything. He's the, uh, also this guy, this actor is, uh, you know him, Drew. Not personally, but if it, if you didn't know him personally, that'd be pretty cool. From two things, he's uh, the younger brother, Nick Cage's younger brother in... Face off, mm-hmm. and he's also the the dojo guy in Art of Self Defense. Okay, he's that yeah. guy. And he's playing English Englishman, Mister Dean. I don't think he's English. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's English. Um, yeah, that's it. There we go. That's it. All done. Watch all that stuff, and we're gonna take a break now because oh. we have. I also played uh, this new video game that oh, came out. Shit. I mean, if you want to talk you, about that you, at all. <laughs> you have to talk about that. Because when did you first hear about this game? How long What, Cyberpunk 2077? A couple years ago. I mean, I knew of the IP because it's uh, it's a tabletop RPG. So, you know, it's Dungeon Dragon, Cyberpunk, it's the same. They're, it's all done with books. Okay. So, okay. like, I was aware of the universe mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. well before, but, I mean, I've been waiting for this game for a while now. For a while. Now it's finally here. And now it's here. And you got, you got to and play it fine. for a couple hours. Yep. I got to play it for a couple hours. I, st- I basically, I finished the intro. Like, a, like it, maybe a half hour ago, I finally got to the point in the game where the title card came up. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, because it's an open world RPG, so it just kind of lets you, like, it lets you do what you want. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, like, I always try and steer away from the main missions in the game because that's what progresses the story forward yeah. and gets you closer to the end. Right. Uh, so, you know, I always like to take those slow. That way I can, you know, beef up my character and be fucking Superman by the time I walk in that bitch. True. Yeah, be, get, be as ready as possible mm-hmm. for each uh, mission. And then also enjoy the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why play a game and then, like, play it as fast as you can and get to the end and be done yeah, with yeah. it? Uh, so, is it true you get to design your own genitalia? Yes. Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> Why? Uh, appar- <laughs> apparently, there is some sort of reasoning behind it. Uh, there has to be, right? Um, but I have yet to find it. Uh, now I know that there are rom- quote unquote romance options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so different characters that you can pursue different missions with. I guess mm-hmm. I uh, and I know that. Some of them you can only 
do those missions for those people if you have certain voice and genitalia. Because they're, you know, it's it's about people. Yeah. People are sexual beings. Yeah. So if this person's only into chicks that talk like chicks, yeah. and you're a dude with a dick, then she doesn't want to do anything with you. Uh-huh. So, but if, I mean, you can be a chick with a dick. Yeah. You could be a dude with a vagina. You can right. have deep voice. Well, I mean, what the fuck you want? It's fine. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it's 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 also the future, Chris. Oh, that's true. Too. Gender is fluid. I mean, there's a there's a mission you pick up where some dude's robotic dick is going crazy, and you oh. have to fix this issue. That's kind of that's Iron Man. Is it is it a snake? It's not that drill? bad. Oh, it's more of a detachable penis. Basically, that and another weird thing about this, there are fucking just sex toys just lying around places like because there there are items that you can pick up and sell and some of them are useful and some of them are just junk. But for the there, I mean, yesterday I I came across a lot of spiked and studded dildos. So just laying around the place, just randomly around the city, just randomly. Yeah. Are you sure that's not it's like a... walking down the street, look over, studded dildo. No, okay. Okay. What's the... <laughs> What's the central hook of the game? What's the point of the game? You're a guy. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Or a girl so so who... so you are a mercenary. You're a merc. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. So you're a mercenary in Future Night City. I'm in Night City. Uh, uh so far so good. Oh, uh, mercenary. So, you know, crime as well, blah blah blah. You, you your job is to steal an item. Okay. You get that item. Okay. That item has Keanu Reeves' soul on it. That's not good. And he and at some point in time, you have to, uh, you know, like Johnny Mnemonic style, like click him in. Yeah. And then right now, like, like the story just started. So what I've learned is that uh, I, I have Keanu Reeves in my brain and there's, yeah, there's nothing, nothing I can do to get him out without dying. Okay. Nothing he can do to get out without killing me. Okay. And he's also slowly, basically, scraping away my psyche, and basically he's going to inhabit my body. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. But I'll be I'll be dead, and he'll be inside my body. Do you get... Do you I get, don't know. Do you get to keep playing? I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> it all just started, Chris. Yeah. But you do you get, get flashbacks uh, as Keanu Reeves, and you get to play as his character, Johnny Silverhand. Oh, okay. So who, you, do, you do get to play as his character. Who is basically uh, Flint Steel without a pension for fat chicks. Maybe he does. You just haven't got something <laughs> in the game yet, you know? But yeah, he, and yeah, punk rock terrorist who goes to blow up a fucking building with a nuke. Okay. And obviously, there's probably more layered stories and bullshit, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, more stuff to come. It's, it's way more nuanced, I'm sure, but that's the basics of it that's, so that's far. All, that's all I want. I just want the, the, the basics. But yeah, but you, you get to play as Keanu Reeves. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought he was, and, and I thought he he was a non-playable nope. character. Nope. That's cool. During the flashbacks, you play as his character. That's awesome. So when you click the button and tell the character to say something, it's Keanu Reeves who says it, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's a, it's almost like you're playing future John Wick. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. That is awesome. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it immensely. Uh, all right, cool. So I'm I'm glad that it's uh it's delivering. It's yes. not. What what a, what a bummer if you turn it on and play for an hour or so and I'm like this sucks. No, like, I mean it like was controls suck or something. It was a little weird because I'm not used to playing uh, games like this in first person mode, and this game's all first person because they want. They're going for 
what they call immersion. Okay. Um, so that was a little weird getting back into, but mm. but once I did, everything was fine. Okay. So it's only you can't pop out. You can't do it. Only when you're driving. Driving, you can still do third person because you know returns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that in real life though. I still gotta have first person perspective when I drive. Well, yeah, but in first person perspective when you're driving in the video game, I mean, in your when you're driving in real life, like you don't see, like you're not, your brain blanks out. You know, like the dash pans and the mirror and all this stuff that you just forget about seeing, and you're concentrating on the road. Yeah, and what's in front of you. Yeah, in the fucking video game, it's all just clutter there in your view and it's really hard to see out the front window i got you yeah it's all obstructing your view yeah. like, god damn those cars in my way yeah exactly <laughs> that's, so, that's interesting uh, uh so getting the thumbs up oh yeah 100 percent thumbs up yeah no this is going to be hundreds of hours <clears throat> playing through uh i mean there are all in the beginning there are already three life paths you choose so you can either be a street kid so you were raised on the streets so what you say and what you know is more like that okay there's the corpo so you're more in the corporate world so you know that structure and blah 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 okay. and there's what's called the nomads which i guess is whatever lives outside of night city because there's the map is huge and i've only just begun so i don't know what the fuck so you're there. only in night city yeah uh okay Wow. But, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, and it pulls from all of the fun future sci-fi stuff that you know and love. Yeah, so, all, all the tropes are there. So even though it is a you know fully new and original universe, mm-hmm. it still feels you feel right at home. Yeah, it's like altered carbon. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's like it, altered carbon the video game or uh, Blade Runner the video game. Well, I was saying because 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 how they took everything. Yeah. Uh, it's such an amalgamation of like, oh, we know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's new, quote, new, but not, not if it's new, though. No. still good. But yeah, no, exactly. still enjoy it. But yeah, it's uh, it's almost like an interactive movie. So Okay, well, I'm into that. It's a lot of fun. I recommend it to anybody who's into those types of games. going to have to add that to my very short list of games that I want to start playing when I get a machine. Eventually. Eventually. It's going to happen soon. Okay, but we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. With the second half of the show with a whole bunch of stories. We're going to talk about all this stuff at Disney, plus uh, stuff like Shia LaBeouf being sued for being an abuser. You hear about that? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. And uh, we will be right back. And we are back to the show, guys. So much to talk about. You can email us, cinemacrespodiso at gmail.com, and we'll read it on the show. But if we don't send any emails, then we won't be reading nothing. Also, we have a Facebook group that you can uh, leave a comment or question in the uh, in the uh, designated comment thread. But if no one uses it, then we don't. Patreon.com slash crespodiso. Sign up today. Should check out the we got like uh, two years worth of episodes there already. Bonus episodes talk about all sorts of movies and different things. Uh, new episodes every Friday. Patreon.com slash So name your own price. Join the club. Be part of the gang. Let's have a good time. Let's talk about some news. Shia LaBeouf sued by his ex girlfriend. FKA Twigs. FKA, formerly known as Twigs. Fricka Twigs. Uh, ooh man, it's not it's not good, not a good look for for old Shia LaBeouf, who uh, 
was just starting to turn around on his old the publicity and the way people see him and looks like it's me back in the back in the old dumps. back in the doghouse back in the doghouse this comes from variety uh, the lawsuit is from uh, one of his most recent ex-girlfriends. She maintains there were cases of sexual assault, battery, emotional distress. He once bragged about killing stray dogs to get into a dark place for a character. Whoa. Yeah. Fucking, I think you took the method acting a little too far there, buddy. Too far, way too far. Not cool. From the lawsuit, quote, Shia LaBeouf hurts women. He uses them. He abuses them, both physically and mentally. He is dangerous. For too long, LaBeouf has sought to excuse his reprehensible actions as the eccentricities of a free-thinking artist. Even though his history of beha violent behavior is well documented, many in the media have treated LaBeouf as a harmless figure of fun, which has helped enable him to perpetrate his cycle of abuse of women over the years. There's nothing funny about the exploitation of and battering of women. Obviously, uh, oh, actually, it says as the time of his writing, Shabu's representation has not issued a response to the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. We'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see where this one goes. But not good. 34 year old actor. Not good. Bad look. We don't like we don't like women abusers around these pots around here. Or abusers of any. Any people. Abusers of people. You know? That's just not cool, man. Know what I mean? I mean... Yeah, it's not cool, but unfortunately, it's part of life. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I got a whole bunch of articles here that we condense into one story about the fallout from or the continued repercussions of the Warner Brothers decision, the Warner, well, the AT&T decision to release Warner Brothers movies on HBO Max, Ooh. as well as in theaters. Speaking of Warner Brothers, a uh, fun little uh, note while uh, when I started up Cyberpunk 2077, mm -hmm. first it says, CD Project Red, and okay. then it says... Warner Brothers games. Oh, okay. So, so right. that's where some of the money came from then. Mm -hmm. All right. Interesting. Uh, Steven Soderbergh, out there promoting Let Them All Talk, was asked about this uh, Warner Brothers move and if this is the beginning of the end for theaters, which I think is funny. The beginning of the end for theaters happened when theaters first opened. It's yeah. like the beginning. <laughs> it's been ending since it started. People are like, these, these won't last. And like, no, they won't. Nothing lasts. So, yeah. Everything ends. Um, Soderbergh, no, not at all. It's just a reaction to an economic reality that I think everyone is going to have to acknowledge pretty soon. Um that even with a vaccine, the movie business won't be robust enough in 2021 to justify the amount of money you need to spend to put a movie into wide release. There's no scenario in which a theater that's 50% release can't be made 100% full this is a viable paradigm to put out a movie. But that will change. We will reach a point where anybody who wants to go to a movie will feel safe going to a movie. That's essentially 2022, right? Um... I think somebody, oh, this is where he continues. I think somebody sat down and did a very clear-eyed analysis of what COVID is going to do in the next year, even with a potential vaccine, and said, I don't see this being workable in 2021, because let's be clear, there is no bonanza in the entertainment industry that is the equivalent of a movie that grosses a billion dollars or more theatrically. That is the holy grail, so the theatrical business is not going away. 
I mean, if you get rid of that billion dollars in theaters, then you're getting rid of $200 million movies mm-hmm. and $150 million movies. Mm-hmm. No one's making those movies anymore. No, not, not if you can't get the return. Right. So uh, with Disney announcing uh, several uh, Marvel and uh, Star Wars movies to play in theaters, they're banking on, on theaters bouncing back. Uh, and they will. It's just going to take some time. It's just going to take some time. People need to relax. And 2021 is not going to be the year. There will be movies, but... It's still not going to be all out there. I mean, we're still going to get movies in 2021. You're just going to watch them on your giant TV at home. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a matter of, yeah, where, when you're going to see them, it's all, it's going to be a movie by movie thing. Um, Legendary Entertainment, they co produced and financed Godzilla vs. King Kong and Dune, mm-hmm. which are two Warner Brothers movies. And then uh, Warner Brothers, like, these are coming out on HBO Max. And Legendary was like, hold on. Stop the stop the clock. Hold us. Hold up. Wait a minute. Uh, speaking on legendary entertainment's possible legal recourse against Warner Brothers, says here. This is who is this? This is a uh, 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 some guy. Deadline. I'm hearing that legendary entertainment either has or will send legal letters to Warner as soon as today, challenging the decision to put Denis Villeneuve directed Dune into the HBO Max deal and maybe Godzilla vs. Kong as well. Sources that legendary had no advance notice before last week's announcement that both movies were part of the HBO Max plan. Yeah, uh, sure. Then uh, Villeneuve, Villeneuve put out uh, a letter where he said... This is for variety. Dune is by far the best movie I've ever made. My team and I devoted more than three years of our lives to make it a unique big screen experience. Our movies, image and sound, were meticulously designed to be seen in theaters. Continues to say, Warner Brothers' decision means Dune won't have a chance to perform financially in order to be viable, and piracy will ultimately triumph. Warner Brothers might just have killed the Dune franchise. Don't say that. That was an open letter to all, including Warner Brothers. God damn it. Don't let there only be one Dune movie. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that a bummer? Don't do it to me. Don't Don't do it. Don't (laughs) do it to me, guys. Um, Christopher Nolan has his own fiery quote about uh, about the release. He says, "Um, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio. But they woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Warner Brothers had an incredible machine for getting the filmmakers work out everywhere, both in theaters and in the home. And they are dismantling it as we speak. They don't even understand what they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense. And even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. I mean, no yeah. one's even going monetary Wall Street on them. I mean, I'm sure Warner Brothers is freaking the fuck out but they have to sit on their hands because AT&T floats the bill god damn AT&T <laughs> when you got a huge uh, multinational uh, telecom company calling the shots they don't give a shit about your artistic nope. integrity uh-uh. this was meant to be seen in a theater doesn't matter this was meant to make us money Denise. Th- this was made to make me a billion dollars yes. and now it's not so fuck you so fuck you fuck you now and fuck you forever uh, you want me to wait a year, a year and a half for theaters to open? I have uh, another investment meeting this quarter. This quarter, goddammit. Exactly. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Nolan has a, a, a decent amount to say here. And that's all. 
it's all pretty accurate. A lot of people, a lot of people be mad. Yeah, people be mad, and it continues. Mm-hmm. Actually, like I said, I had several stories that all tied into it because things just kept happening. Um, oh, <clears throat> DGA, Directors Guild of Hollywood, they issued a response, a little more measured than Nolan's the worst streaming service because HBO they're not the worst. No, they're honest. one of the best. Yeah, they're, they're pretty amazing. Um, uh, the DGA letter, open letter. Theatrical films moved to the streaming platform would be valued according to prices they would command on the open market. Oh, that's a uh, that's what they want. With the pre-pandemic, the following decision was apparently made and cited by the DGA. So, uh, I, that's just about how much money that they yeah. could command from a streamer, mm-hmm. which is like 150, 200, 200 million maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. but. But when there's a just a monetary issue of it. But when Warner's paying itself to show its own movies, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, at that point, it's a weird uh, one hand's paying the other type of thing. Peter, Peter, Peter's robbing Paul to pay Mary Magdalene her hooker fees. What was that story? Yep, I missed that story. No, you you were hundred percent right on that. James Gunn (laughs) has to say about all this uh, because the Suicide Squad is a WB movie. He, uh, where is his, um, where is the thing? What, what happens here? James Gunn. La, 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 la. What? This is according to The Hollywood Reporter, which referred to him as platform agnostic. What the hell does that even mean? Okay. Like, he knows that they're out there, but he but, doesn't believe in them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh... He's taking issue with the way Warner Brothers is planning to compensate him and his collaborators for the work. Similar with um, In the Heights from director John Cho. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure they've got back-end deals where yes. they get money on how well it does, but if it doesn't do, yes. then how... If it's not even in theaters, yeah. yes, how can they make the money that they were like, I took the pay cut up front because <clears throat> I believe in the product that you're now destroying according to what i say um hollywood reporter john chu director of in the heights took issue with warner brothers hbo max uh oh he took issue with it so much that the studio chairman toby emmerich had to quote soothe him by pointing out that the film was still set for a global theatrical release so now these guys are they're calling all their people and uh, they're trying to calm them all down, talk them off the ledges, let them, hey, you're still going to be making some money, man. It's pretty wild. Oh, and then finally, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. What was her quote? It was one of the hardest decisions we've ever made, but it's interesting to actually sit there and face like, this is exactly what you're talking about with the back end points. Yeah. It's interesting to sit there and face like, okay, we're giving up the money. You're not making any money with your film. But the truth is, what's the point of a film? The point of the film is the message you're trying to connect to the world with. That's the most important thing. So in that way, when this idea was presented, I was like, oh, my God, this is the moment. This is the moment where this thing we have can become something to give and a better thing and try to be about hope, et cetera, et cetera. Really trying to put a positive spin on losing that on a payday of $50 million, $75 million. Well, here, here's the thing, Chris. You've got two options. You can either stand on your high horse and say how you care about the art and the message and the story and what you're trying to do. Yes, the art of my Wonder Woman. Or you can 
bitch about the money like everybody else. Man, you, you can't you can't do both. I want the monies. I want the monies, but I also want my art to be seen. You can't but, do both. But my art, Drew, is worth all the monies. Why can't my profound piece of art also be worth the monies? Why why are I they mean, mutually exclusive? It can't it can be, but you can't put it out there that that's what you're going. I want the world that to love me for my art, but I also want to be rich. That is called hypocrisy. <laughs> Not if I'm open about it. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm openly like then you're, just a, then you're an open hip- hypocrite. That's all. Look, I'm openly hypocritical about the fact <laughs> that I'm I'm making the art for art's sake. But this art is worth so much money. And if I don't get paid a certain amount, I'm gonna be a pissy little shit. I'm gonna be the pissiest little shit that you've ever seen in a toilet. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of Patty Jenkins, we're going we're gonna to bring her up a few times this episode. Someone asked her about uh, Joss Whedon's Justice League. and Because, you know, it mm-hmm. features Wonder Woman, who yeah. she's working with, the co-movies. She says... Um, Oh, she was asked if she watched the theatrical cut of Justice League to see how Gal Gadot's Diana Prince was handled. And she says the Justice League, no. I think that all of us DC directors tossed that out just as much as the fans did. But also, I felt that that version contradicted my first movie in many ways. And this current movie, which I was already in production on. So then, what are you going to do? I was like, you would have to play ball in both directions in order for that to work. The only thing I have done and I have always tried to do is I knew... When Zack was doing Justice League, where she sort of ends up. So I always try, like I didn't change her suit because I never want to, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying that she was working with Zack Snyder on a continuity between her films yep. and his movie. And they fucked it all and up. And then Joss Whedon was like, fuck all that shit. So so she's like, fuck that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and Everybody agrees. And everyone agrees. Everyone's like, yeah, fuck that movie. Monster Hunter. Came out in China because okay. you know what? China got their shit under control. Uh, they have movies coming out in theaters, or at least that's what they're telling the world. Well, they have enough people seeing it that uh, this movie came out and people got mad. Mm. It caused a stir. We got a movie, Monster Hunter. It's uh, the newest from Paul W. S. Anderson, mm-hmm. starring his wife Mila Jovovich, mm-hmm. as well as Tony Ja, mm-hmm. T.I., mm-hmm. and uh, some very popular Chinese people. Um, including the Chinese rapper named MC Jin. So the movie came out, and then on their Weibo service, which is their social media thing, uh, people started blown about the movie and how it's insulting to, to China, and they need to, to boycott the movie and boycott the, uh, the domestic importer and all this stuff. And basically, the scene, it's a throwaway scene where these dudes are driving. Here we go. Where's the scene? Where's the scene? Find it. It's about how it's so Drew. You're gonna you're gonna love if I can get the actual description. I doubt it. It's uh, I know it's in here. It, it has to do with the rhyme. Uh, how's it go? Chinese, Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees. Look at these. Ooh, you just you just got us. Can- <laughs> you just got us canceled in China, Drew. <laughs> I have to bleep all that out now. Are you kidding me? How? dare you how dare you but yeah seriously that was like yeah. oh something about how he was like the guy was driving he was like look like look at my knees like they're dirty like dirty knees or he was making a dirty knees reference mm-hmm. and there was it's part of the thing where not only was that not too cool but then like the translation that they threw up on was the even screen, worse yeah like it didn't translate well and people got mad mad it's a 10 second scene they had to they pulled the movie down 
uh, cut that scene out, put it back out there, and people are still like, no, fuck this movie. They're so, so mad about it. Uh, Monster Hunter. <laughs> well, too bad, you know, Chinese people got dirty knees. I know, guys. Clean your knees if you're so mad use about it. Use some soap it. and water. Just use some soap and water uh, if you're so angry about the dirty knees thing. I don't get it. Because we're racist. I don't get it. Because Just because we're racist, I don't understand why you got to be so mad. <laughs> uh, and it is a it's, the movie is German Japanese oh no the the the, the company Tencent Pictures they release American stuff German stuff Japanese stuff they they do a lot of stuff uh, so they they done fucked up and China's mad all all of China that's a lot of people who be mad at you mm-hmm. um, we're getting more Kingsman movies I'm sure you're happy about that I mean am I, <laughs> I was trying to trick you into admitting some sort of Kingsman love. But this is from Marv Group. Uh, that's being, you know, what's his name? Matthew Vaughn's yeah. people. And this is from Deadline. We want to grow the business and the output. We have a Kingsman TV series in the works. There are two to three other franchises that are being developed along the Kingsman world. I See, I think Kingsman would work as a TV show. That could be fun. You know, episodic, do something weird every episode. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You can get more... Uh, you can do... Can- or like, I guess maybe a Spy of the Week and you can get a different guest star in there. Uh, could be a lot of fun. Could definitely work as a serial, serialized storytelling. Aubrey Plaza says her new movie left her physically and mentally destroyed. Okay, so what? She's dead now. Uh, she has passed away. So this is her uh, speaking to us from the grave via a séance during press. Okay. The the press had to do a séance. They conjured her up, and she describes during the movie. There's always that one day that you're dreading as an actor. That one day where you're going, that day, that day is not my day. It just came out with me like a tsunami and just there was no turning back. It was excruciating, but every day was a nightmare. I mean, every day presented some kind of ridiculous challenge. By the end of the shoot, I was just physically and mentally destroyed. This is in relation to the movie Black Bear from writer-director Lawrence Michael Levine. What's it about? I don't know. Okay. It says, um, but, but, but pushed her to her limits and blah, 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 and Black Bear. Just, just look for it, guys. All new, right. New Aubrey Plaza joint. After that, she's doing the new uh, Guy Ritchie mm. with Jason Statham. Mm. That'll be a lot of fun. Amanda Seyfried, mm-hmm. she was just in Bank. We were talking about her last week, admitted that she was wrong when she passed on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she, duh. She straight up passed on it. <clears throat> well, we say duh now, but... She passed on the first one because uh, it was the role of Gamora, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And she passed on it because, quote, I didn't want to be part of the first Marvel movie that bombed. Because I said, who wants to see a movie about a talking tree and a raccoon? Everybody. Which, which clearly I was very wrong. The script was great. It was all based on not wanting to be that guy. Because if you are the star of a giant movie like that and it bombs, Hollywood does not forgive you. It's going to happen to people and it was a giant, giant fear. What are you talking about? They forgave Chris Evans how many times mm. for being in awful Marvel movies and finally they were like hey try Captain America yeah well he's a you know good looking white guy he failed upwards she's a good looking white girl women don't get the same mm. women don't get the same uh, chances to fail to, once you're in something you fail look at Charlie Sterin and Aeon Flux oh man that movie's and, bad and then what was a huge when was the next time she got to do an action movie Mm. Fury Road. <laughs> it took her a while. I mean, come on. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, 
how many uh, Steven Seagal movies we watched this year? <laughs> Ooh. Listen, but I'm really good at what I do. No, though. you're not. You just need to go beyond hope and fear. What you need to do is find suckers to produce your movies. What I need to do is put down the sandwich. But it's so good. It's got extra gabagoo in it. Oh, <clears throat> uh, that happens though. People turn something down like, I don't get it. And then it makes a bunch of money and they're like, shit, I don't yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Spider-Man 3 coming from Marvel. This this is stuff that's been breaking before the Disney day. Yeah. Emboldened by Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. They're mashing it all together. So we already know that Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. Yep. We've now are confirming Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock. Yep. We have um, all our Spider-Men, Tobey Maguire, back. Andrew Davis, Andrew Davis, Andrew Garfield, Garfield. both coming back. Uh, Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane yep. and Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy. But she's dead. Not in this one. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're, so are we going to get a moment where we say, oh, like an emotional, I thought you were dead. That could be nice. That could be sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you did straight up die. That was I'm, awesome. I'm just looking forward to. Uh, Red one dunk. I'm looking forward to both MJ's meeting up. That's gonna be fun. Would that happen? Cause then, oh, cause this movie has an MJ Zendaya mm-hmm. is MJ. Yeah, yeah. How's this all gonna work? So uh, this is this is turning into a, a mess of a movie. I wonder if they'll tie into somehow. Um, multiverse of madness. Yes, like multiverse is breaking down and everything and all this shit. So all these other <laughs> movie productions are mm-hmm. invading our movie. That could be fun. That could be interesting. And finally, Christopher Nolan is a fan of the Fast and Furious movies, and actually seems to prefer the uh, the earlier original ones. <laughs> Same- so he doesn't like them turning into super spies. He says he likes all that stuff. It's just that it's different and it's changed. But his favorite is Tokyo Drift. He likes the worst one. That's a, no, I think the second one's the worst one. Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't know. Tokyo Drift is bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it is pretty bad. <laughs> but it's also the first Justin Lin one. The first three are all different people. Rob Cohen did the first one, John Singleton the second one, and then Justin Lin took over the third one. But it wasn't until the fifth one that it was like Justin Lin figured it out. No. Uh, but yeah, Tokyo Drift. He's a Christopher yes. Nolan's interesting guy. So Christopher Nolan likes the only Fast and Furious movie that doesn't have Vin Diesel in it. He pops up at the very end when he pulls <laughs> up in a car. He's like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to be the next movie. <laughs> mm. Is he in the second one? I thought the second one was just Tyrese and... He's got to be the second one, isn't he? Those movies. Um, okay, let's talk about some of this goddamn Marvel stuff. We have half an hour here. We're good. Uh, and Disney. It's just Disney overall. First off, how Disney is planning to handle theatrical. They, they A lot of people thought they were just going to announce that, hey, Black, well, all these movies we have, Disney Plus, they're mm-hmm. all dropping. And that was not the case whatsoever, as a matter of fact. So... Their first movie to be says here, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, Raya and the Last Dragon is their next animated Disney animation film, and that one is doing like Mulan, mm-hmm. where it's in theaters and on their streaming service for thirty bucks. So there's a thirty dollar gate that they're putting on it, or you can wait, or you can wait just like you know you just did with Mulan. Yep. Um, Jungle Cruise. Set for July 2021, they confirmed will open in theaters. No okay. mention of a Disney Plus release. No. Uh, 
Encanto, an animated musical set for November 2021. Theatrical release. Pixar's next feature, Luca, set for theaters. Uh, Marvel's 2021 movies, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of Ten Rings, Eternals, set for theaters. No mention whatsoever of them coming out on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure they're playing it by ear. I'm sure they have. Yes. Yes, you're Chicago. Got it all in the back pocket. We're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, streaming. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, 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 they have the, they have it ready to go. They've dialed yeah. nine and one on their they're phone. They're just waiting for that last one. Yeah, they're going, I'll dial that one. Don't make me dial that one. I'll do it. And I'll move on to the next article. Let's see. It would be nice to have something that just... I mean, they're out there, but it's so piecemeal. Uh, all the stuff that they've announced, we have... This is according to Bob Chappick, Disney CEO. Quote, we're happy to announce that over the next few years, we will release roughly 10 Marvel series, 10 Star Wars series, 15 Disney live action, animation, and Pixar series. All for Disney+. Plus. So people talk about how Disney Plus has had nothing for like the last year or so at yeah. launch. Man, it's about to it's about, about to, to change real quick. Unless you don't like any of this stuff, in which case you just have a just loaded down with a, a service of things you don't even want to watch. I'll just go through. We have oh, and they also before we get into the specifics, FX announced the Alien series. Yeah, Noah Hawley, he of Legion and Fargo. Uh, so that's exciting. They're trying to get. I think actually they do it. They have Ridley Scott on as executive producer. Uh, would Ridley Scott direct an episode of the Alien TV show? That would be maybe. That'd be damn exciting. I mean, he did for Race by Wolves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That'd be so cool. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, they also confirmed Indiana Jones 5 still happening with director James Mangold coming off of Ford v. Ferrari. And what was just before that? I think Logan was right before that. And uh, uh, Harrison Ford, one last time, one more time with the whip and fedora. Cool. Are, are we going to get Indiana Jones colon Logan? <laughs> I'd be fine with that. A sad, sad indeed. <laughs> sad, disheveled, drunk, dies at the end. He's like, uh, he's, like uh, no. he's in Mexico. No hablo. Uh. Um, uh, dos cervezas. Dos cervezas. Uh, 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 Donde esta the grail? <laughs> so that's, those are all been confirmed. And uh, a Buzz Lightyear movie was confirmed by Pixar that would actually be about the person that the Buzz Lightyear toy is based on. Like very So Tim Allen? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make it a Tim Allen biopic. <laughs> Pixar. It's pretty cool. Man, Tim Allen, they're doing I don't know if it's this week, maybe it already aired Last Man Standing. They did I saw the ads for it uh when I was at my parents' house. Uh Tim the Two Man Taylor makes appearances on Last Man Standing. I so he's on so he he's Playing both characters, yeah. So doing split screen, he he like, he meets himself. So he's standing there with uh, like a Binford shirt and a tool belt, cut his hair uh, to look more like Tim Allen, Lame. Tim Taylor, Tim Taylor. Yeah, isn't that fucking crazy? That's so funny. Uh, I was gonna invite you over to watch it, but I don't. I don't I'm, yeah, not, no. I'm not sensing. Uh, yeah, nope. <laughs> not interested. Let's go pop some popcorn. Uh uh-uh. uh Every time, every time we pop up a screen, we go. Arr, arr. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Chris Evans will be the voice of the quote real Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Uh, 
And then people get all mad. Like, how come it's not Tim Allen? It's like, shut up. Let someone else do it. Up is getting a spinoff series. Okay. And it's a all about... Uh, it's a ten episode limited series about the couple when the when they're old and she's dying and it's all it's a hospice care drama. Of course it is. <laughs> it's uh, no, they're doing about the dog. <laughs> they're doing a show about the dog. Uh, what's his name? Doug and the kid. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's just a dog show. That's like fuck it. We'll just just uh, put the up stuff on it and call it a day. Um. Captain Marvel 2 delayed, but added, uh, they confirmed that they added some characters. Well, they confirmed characters. Like, they confirmed Jonathan May. Oh, no, that's actually Ant-Man. This is all the same article? Because that was not the, 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 yeah, that's a later article. Jonathan May just confirmed for Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel 2 will come out November 2022. Oh, yes, the chick, Iman Vellani, who is Ms. Marvel for the TV show, mm-hmm. and they had a commercial, they showed some of that. She is going to be in Captain Marvel 2. Cool. And Tayona Paris has been cast as Monica Rambeau, who goes by the character named Spectrum in the comics. Uh, since the Captain Marvel set in the 90s, that's her friend Maria, her, her daughter. Okay. All grown up and a superhero. Okay. Sure. Um. So yeah. Oh, no word on whether Lashana Lynch will come back as said Maria Rambeau. Because by that point, she may be busy as fuck doing... Uh, Other stuff. Well, double O being the new 007. Yeah. Because they're trying to set that up, I think, with the... Uh... No time to die. No time to die. The... Ooh. Yes. Mentioned this briefly. Goddamn Christian Bale. Yep. Already known to be part of Thor. People were debating, like, what's he, who's it going to be? I think... Uh, Everyone still wants to see this Beta Ray Bill character. <laughs> so like, come on, be Beta Ray Bill. They really wanted that bad. Yeah, no. He's a character that was invented in 2016. A very recent character. No, excuse me, 2013. From Thor, colon, God of Thunder. And he's a character named Gore, with two R's, the God Butcher. Cool. That's awesome. And Gore, the God Butcher, where's his... Uh, Oh, there's something called the All Black. All Black. The Necro Sword is somehow tied into all this. Cool. And let me see. Where's I thought they had a cool gore. Like, he's basically a guy who, he, like, speaking of atheist versus theist, he, he, like, believed that there were no gods, and then his family dies, and then he finds out that gods do exist. He's like, well, if gods exist, and my family died, yeah, I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> so he sets out to go kill all the gods. Cool. Yes. My kind of guy? Yes. <laughs> I'm into you. Yeah, you're Drew the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. And he's Gore the God Butcher. You guys can tag team it up. You're like the Bushwhackers. Yep. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 gets a release date. Because this one got pushed back for a number of reasons. Uh, COVID, the least of them. And But they confirmed it will be coming out in 2023. And they plan that while they're on set making it, they're going to also shoot a holiday special to come out on Disney+. Plus. So on the set of three, they're going to shoot a holiday special. That has potential to be absolutely hilarious. That could be a lot of fun. And that'll come out in 2022. I have a feeling somehow Groot is going to be a Christmas tree. Oh, come on. Spoiler alert. You know it's going to happen, Chris. (laughs) You know. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. (laughs) Um, They're also doing an I Am Groot 
animated series that is all uh, shorts. Uh, and they had the audacity to describe them as, you guessed it, quick bites. <sighs> Was that on purpose? Did I, they were they like I, throwing, a, throwing a thing at Jeffrey Katzenberg? I just want to know how much Vin Diesel got paid to say three words. Over, yeah, but he's like, I have to say each time. <laughs> Here's the script. I'm Groot. Is this a question? I'm Groot. <laughs> I'm Groot. Say it with more anger. I'm Groot. Like, God damn it! Here's your million dollars. Ant Man and the Wasp three essentially has a title. And it is officially uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Colon Quantumania. Cool. <laughs> That's a fun. I like one. it. That's a fun one. Um, obviously, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas all coming back. Michelle, Ref- Mephife- Michelle, Mephifer. <laughs> Michelle, Mephifer. Michelle, Mephifer coming back as well. Catherine Newton will be playing Casey Lang, a grown up Ant Man's daughter. And Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. So that's fun. And that's all confirmed. That's happened. That's going down. That's a damn movie. Fuck year. And nope. Fantastic Four finally drew. Finally. It's been a few years now since the Fox deal is done. Fantastic Mm -hmm. Four. X-Men owned by Marvel. Finally. Here we go. Trista Cogburn. The Fantastic Four reboot will be directed by... The guy doing the Spider-Man movies. You mean re-re-reboot? The re-re-reboot, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to count that 90s one where that they cranked out, the Roger Corman one that they cranked out, this could be a re-re-reboot. Uh, John Watts, who's directed the uh, the three Spider-Man movies for Marvel, the most recent ones, he's been picked to do Fantastic Four, meaning he's just happy to be making movies for these guys. Well, yeah. It's like, and, what else can I do for you? And I'm sure they were like, listen, you, you cracked Spider-Man for us. You think you we got another tough nut we've been trying to crack that we yeah. can't get. And they feel very similar in terms of tone and uh, and what they, the kind of stories you tell with those characters. Mm-hmm. I think it works. So, yeah, he will be, as he put here, Marvel's first family doing the new feature film for them. Fantastic Four. Um... Oh, they put out the what if trailer, which is very cool, and tease a couple of the what ifs okay. that they're doing. Uh, one of the cool things about what if is that for the different characters, they got the there's no um, sound alikes. You know, they got the actors. Yeah. So if it's Tony Stark, it's Robert Downey Jr. If it's Captain America, it's Chris Evans. It's very cool. Um, they did one with fucking T'Challa. So obviously they featured that in no. their in their little trailer that they put out there, and the one they did was what if T'Challa was picked up by Yondu, ah, instead and, of yeah, instead yeah. of uh, what's his face. So then Black Panther, Star Lord, essentially, yeah. they showed one that is what if Peggy Carter got the serum instead of uh, Steve Rogers, okay. and then she becomes Captain Britain. They did a real quick shot of uh, Captain America as a zombie, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What else did they tease? The Black Panther, uh, uh, Star Lord one. Oh, and they show obviously Jeffrey Wright is doing the whole voiceover, and they show him as a Watu to watcher at the end, real quick. And say, like, "Come with us as we ask, what if?" And it says, "What if?" Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's exciting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And obviously, there's like a whole bunch of stories. Oh, they showed real quick Doctor Strange like fighting his evil twin. Cool. They showed the the collector real fast in one shot. So, 
It'll be it'll be cool. Summer 2021 is when the What If series will premiere. Uh, Falcon and a Winter Soldier trailer drops. Okay, and I gotta say, Drew, of all, of all the trailers, this of the Marvel stuff left me feeling the least like, eh. yeah. It looks like what it is, which is a Captain America TV show mm-hmm. without Captain America. Yeah, instead it's U.S. Agent, and he's a kind of a yeah. dick. But is that gonna be? But who is that though? It could be anyone. It's just it's because it's not Sam and Bucky. Pick a white guy. And give him the super serum. Because it's gonna be the Sam and Bucky show. Is what's going on. Uh, so, and they're like okay characters, I guess. Some people love them. I'm not really a fan though. So it's the one that left me the most kind of underwhelmed. It's also the one that looks like the most action heavy too. Yeah, like straightforward mm-hmm. actiony one of them all. Which is then makes sense why it would take it was in production longer than Wandavision, but it's taking longer to get finished, and they, and they bumped Wandavision up ahead of time. Uh oh, okay, yeah, yeah, man, true. So, oh my God, like how do you even have the time to make all this stuff? COVID, man, everyone's been locked down. Some people locked down in a movie studio. So they've been writing, they've been writing, writing, writing. Uh, Samuel Jackson coming back along with the Bendelson. As Talos in Secret Invasion. Oh, nice. So we're going to get a TV series with that instead of a movie. Yes. I was wondering how they were going to do that. Or Now, is Secret Invasion and Secret Wars two separate things? Uh, yes and no. Does one lead into the other? I think so. Could they do Secret Invasion and lead that to a Secret Wars movie? Definitely. Okay, there you go. So it's all about the scrolls infiltrating, yeah. pretending to be other superheroes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, which is why Bendelson's back. Yep. Which is awesome. Uh, Iron Heart. Ring any bells? Uh, post Iron Man, young female. Yes, young genius Riri Williams, the creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Tony Stark made his armor become Iron Man. If Beale Street could talk, Dominique Thorne has been tapped to play the lead of nice. Riri. Armor Wars. Ooh, so uh, anybody who wants to jump in an Iron Man suit and fight. <laughs> uh, who wants to fight alongside Don Cheadle as Rhodey. Oh. So uh, we're getting a war machine. Yeah, and it's a bunch of dudes in suits fighting. Yep. Um, already mentioned I Am Groot. And I think that's it for Marvel series stuff. Oh, no. The one thing done. the... Actually, it had me be like, whoa, this looks interesting. And I asked you to watch the trailer. Oh, yeah. Loki. The Loki show. Yeah, that looks... It almost... It looks... It almost looks like Loki is in time crimes. Well... <laughs> like, it looks... It's, it's only you say time crimes, specifically. It, it, it's, it looks like it's going to be silly as fuck. Fuck, yes. is what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be really off-the-wall bananas bonkers. It is a limited series, yeah. so they're allowed to do whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. want because it's only a few episodes. Uh, Kevin Feige described it as their crime thriller. Okay. So they put, like, what if we put Loki in a crime thriller? So yeah, time crimes. I was right. Time, yeah, so when you said time crimes, <laughs> like, you nailed it. It looks crazy. Uh-huh. It looks crazy, crazy. I like how the end of the trailer has like the Loki um, logo changing letter by letter because yep. he's going through different realities and stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be bonkers. I think it's going to be. And Tom Hiddleston's great. So Yeah. Yeah, Hiddleston's great. I think it's going to be good. And then they also they confirmed like She-Hulk with Tatiana Maslany, Ms. Marvel, which we already talked about, and uh, Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac. But all those things had already been announced mm-hmm. and they were just confirming them. Uh, all this stuff is new. The Loki first look was new. 
And man, that shit stacked. Moving over to Star Wars. Oh my god, Drew Sakakra. <laughs> um, Lando show. I mean, duh. Duh. You would think so. He was the best part of that fucking movie. No confirmation that it's going to be Donald Glover. Well, then I'm not interested. All right. <laughs> they haven't announced who Lando is yet. Uh, if it's not Donald Glover, then fuck you. I don't want it. I bet you that's going to come down to scheduling. Yeah. He's such an sure. in-demand guy. Yeah. It's going to come down to scheduling. But they did get, as the showrunner, the person who was behind the movie and TV versions of Dear White People. And what else did he do? He did something else. So it's definitely, it feels like someone that would be going in that direction that I would just, want to work with Donald Glover and then emphasize the blackness of the character. I just want stuff. to see Donald Glover in his cape closet. That like awesome. an entire closet just filled with capes. I want to see a montage <laughs> of like the cape closet be made. If you're going to give me any sort of origin, fuck the solo dice. Don't care. I don't care no, about none of that. I just want the cape closet. Show me how the cape closet is. Show me <laughs> drawing the plans. He's sitting there trying yeah. them all on. Yes. The mirror. Like, I think oh. we need a mirror over oh. here <laughs> on my right so I can look at my left side of my face. Put a fan here so I can get the next wind blowing. I need to look, know what I look like out in, out in the desert. <laughs> so I need fans for wind. Yes. I want a Lando uh, show with Donald Glover. So hopefully, you know, they'll do the right thing and get him. Um, I'm just doing this in the order that I have the articles here. The Bad Batch. Any idea what that is? I had no idea when I saw the logo. Wasn't that an awful movie? Yeah, was that a bad Anna <laughs> Lily Amapore movie? What was her name? Um, the Bad Batch is a Clone Wars spinoff show. Okay. And it's about some like rogue Clone Wars troopers just going out and doing their own thing. I guess sort of okay. being mercs or uh, maybe they're a roving gang. I don't know what they are. But they're a bunch of clones anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Aren't they just clones though? I don't know. They're, they're the same person. I don't watch Clone Wars. But the animation, when you put the trailer for it, looks exactly like all that stuff. Uh, and it kind of turns me off, that style of animation. I don't like it very much, to be honest, with you all. Andor. Okay. That is... Cassian Andor, who is uh, Diego Luna's character in Rogue One. They actually had like a decent sizzle reel showing them shooting a bunch of stuff and uh, something. So it looks like a... Uh, oh, you know what's weird? They announced 200 named characters on this 10-episode series. 200 characters. I don't care. That sounds ridiculous. Um, but it looks like a... Um, Almost like sort of what he kind of wanted the Han Solo movie to be. Like he's like hitting the streets and uh, maybe I guess they're going sort of espionage with it because he's supposed to be a spy. Interesting. Uh, you know, it could be good. It could be a fun one. The So they announced that Andor and then they also announced. There we go. Come on, moving it down. Moving it down. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan. Kenobi. Release date, 2021 at some point. Is that for it or is it 2022? They confirmed it's going to be 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. All right. So what's that? Luke is a Luke and Leia are 10 years old. Yeah. So maybe he'll be on Tatooine looking over a 10-year-old Luke running around. Uh, but that's not going to be part of the story. Hopefully, he'll be doing something else. Right? I mean, uh, what I'm hoping for is just fucking wandering samurai. Goddamn just Ronin on Tatooine and maybe like the last shot of the last episode. Like you'll see like a young Luke Skywalker yeah. or something. Yeah, like he, like he goes back, I have to go back to my, have to go back to my job. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, that, was, that was more of a uh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson as Obi-Wan be something. I have to protect the boy with my Colt 457. 
I've had it special custom made. It shoots lightsaber bullets. I mean, you know, as long as as long as Star Wars does what it does best and just rips off Rip westerns off. and samurais, then everything will be fine. Well, the fact that they're they're they have announced so many shows, not so many movies, is smart because Star Wars, as Mando has shown, does work best when it's serialized yeah. because they're ripping off serials anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So make them make them a serial that works best that way. They confirmed for Obi Wan that Hayden Christensen will be returning as Darth Vader. <sighs> We're just like that's the thing no one asked for, but it's happening. Yeah. What's happening? I mean, it's fine. You know, have Darth Vader in the show, but I don't want to know that it's Hayden Christensen underneath there. And and are we getting James Earl Jones' voice anyway? They did that for the movie. It wasn't his voice I under mean, there. I mean, we fucking better. He's still alive. Knock on wood. Oh, rest in peace, Debo. That's oh, that was terrible. That's uh, probably COVID. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had the symptoms, but he didn't have a chance to get tested or anything. And just make sure you got something on his forty this time. Just make sure, guys. Just make sure. For in heaven, poor one for him in heaven. Finally, wrapping it up again with Patty Jenkins, who has announced that she is uh, working with Disney to make Rogue Squadron uh, movie, and it's all about you know the uh, the fighter pilots of the Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. And so imagine like Top Gun in space. I was, I was just gonna say Top Gun Star Wars. Yeah, Top Gun Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars: Colin Maverick. That's, that's, that's what we're gonna get, and that could be fun. Also, part of the huge batch of shows they announced, one of them was. They, they're doing two Mandalorian spinoff shows. Okay. One of them is Rangers of the New Republic, okay. which I think is how... Uh, the funniest thing I think about the Mando show is how um, now that the Empire has fallen and the Rebels have taken over, it's the New Republic, now they're flying around, like they're the police and checking everyone no. out. So the Rebels have gone to... Like, that's what happened in they're Cuba, man. man. Yeah. yeah, now you're the man. Like, now I don't like you. Yeah. Because you're walking <laughs> around with a clipboard and be like, who are you? Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you liberated me, but now I'm like, now I'm your bitch. Uh, I see how it happens now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they did it on purpose. I don't think so. Because now they're doing a show about them. So yeah. now it's like cops to show. Space yeah. cops. Yep. Space cops. Yeah, no thank you, man. <laughs> and uh, rumored that, because based on the show, um, Cara Dune, uh, Carla Gugino's character, has... Uh, agreed uh, to be part of the marshal, part of the service. Yeah. So maybe she'll be the lead of this show, or at least part of an ensemble in the in the Rangers show. Also, they announced the Ahsoka Tano show, which I think is they announced that as a limited okay. one season thing. Well, obviously with the Rosario Dawson, yeah. and I think those are both officially Mando spinoffs. There's also they I don't even bother looking it up to see what it is because that's how little I care. They announced Star Wars, a droid story. Ugh. They announced something called Children of Blood and Bone. I don't even think that's Star Wars. That sounds intense. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And um actually I have a little I have a graphic that I, I doctored, but if I look at the original, I have the information. And here we you know what they didn't announce? What? The damn Jar Jar Binks movie. Come on, guys. Nobody wants it, Chris. You're blowing it with the lack of... No one wants it? No one. Oh. No one. Not even Jar Jar Binks wants it. You know what? I uh, What's his name? Ahmed? I think... You don't think he wants it? Nope. Poor guy. All right, here we go. So there's... uh Yeah, children of... There's a logo and everything. Star Wars Visions... Yeah, I don't know what that is. Also, they announced the Willow show with uh, Warwick Davis coming back. And um, is Val Kilmer coming back? 
don't, I don't think he physically can <laughs> with his uh, stroke cancer and stuff. Ooh, poor Val. And um, the final Star Wars thing, something here called The Acolyte, which is a movie, and there's really no information on it, but uh, Tony Gilroy is doing it. I mean, it sounds like... It sounds like you're following, like, a Sith prodigy. Yeah, as opposed to uh, a Padawan. Yeah. It's the Acolyte. Yeah, yeah. It's probably something like that. Maybe it's, like, Darth Vader's, uh, this is my uh, my Wanna be. my apprentice, uh, yeah. how that goes wrong for him or something. Um, Tony Gilroy is, was given that one to do. Tony Gilroy is the guy who, like, wrote and reshot half of Rogue One. So it's interesting that... For this movie, instead of going with the guy who they originally hired for Rogue One, they went for the guy who did the reshoots. Like, oh, yeah, no, God, you're... Uh, we don't need you. Yeah, Gareth Edwards, I think his name is. Uh, so there you go, Drew. That's most of everything. Cool. I don't even think that was everything, everything. Yeah, so be it. Uh, of everything they announced, the thing I'm most excited for might be the Alien show. I mean, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. That could be really, really good. Yeah, I mean, Noah Hawley kicks ass, and so does Ridley Scott, and the Alien franchise is pretty great. It, it did mention uh, that it was going to be like set on Earth, so I don't know how I feel about that. But then again, let's see, I'm going to give him a shot. For me, it just sounds like you know, you're just going to be at like the Wayland Utani Phillips facility yeah. where you know all of a sudden there's like the outbreak is on earth now yeah. oh fuck because <laughs> they managed to get they managed <laughs> yeah. to get a xenomorph to, yep. to yeah so then basically it's like alien four but on earth yeah. because they captured him and they had him they're experimenting that went wrong you're not supposed to just kill the things um yeah that's gonna be interesting and then again the, I, I think falcon and winter soldier of all the things that would be like geared towards someone like me that's the one that i'm like yeah the least i'd rather watch like the miss marvel and she hulk stuff that seems more interesting than uh these dudes dude dude with wings and paraglider and uh metal arm well i mean dude with wings. i mean he might not i mean technically the person who played the falcon became the next captain america that's true so he might just go straight fucking shield at one point he may just have to put on the costume and be the goddamn captain america that we all uh, would like I'm also, sure he'll have to fight U.S. Agent because U.S. Agent's the bad guy, right, even right. though he's the good guy. He's a good guy, but he's the fascist bad guy. He's what he's what America shouldn't be, which is what it is. Currently, yeah. Also, the Hawkeye show with Jeremy Renner is in production, which is a surprise because Jeremy Renner has his own share of um, uh, personal life charges that, not quite being on the Johnny Depp, Shia LaBeouf level, are not good, but he's still getting work and. Uh, but it's looking like it's also going to be a passing of the torch type of thing because Haley Steinfeld has been seen on set uh, all done up like costume, bow and arrow, Hawkeye style. There's some sort of Lady Hawkeye out there. Yeah, so we got a, we got a young Lady Hawkeye coming uh, through this series. So there you go. Cool. That's all. That's all. That's most, if not all, of your shit. All right. Fun. And it's all coming over the next three years. And if you guys live long enough to absorb all this content, then is that going to make you a better person? No. Is any of it actually art? No. It's all just content. Basically. I can't wait for that Turner and Hooch. I forgot about the Turner and Hooch thing. Hopefully with Colin Hanks. All right, guys. That's it for the episode. Drewster, thank you. You're welcome, Chris. You're welcome, listeners. And we will be back next week with episode 415. Uh, ooh, that's going to be the 20th in the following episodes so it's gonna be our Christmas episode essentially is it yeah because Christmas is on a Friday mm-hmm. yay a week of Christmas Drew Christmas 
Oh, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't want a week of Christmas. Oh my God, that's that's bad, bad, bad news. Uh, all right, Merry Christmas, guys. We'll talk to you next week. A PFT Media Production.